Hello, welcome to this Tuesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Built Bar. Remember, go to BuiltBar.com. You can use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first order. Happy Tuesday to you all. As you know, we had another week. You guys may also be listening to this tomorrow on Wednesday, which is the 17th. So, you know, happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday to you all. As we continue to chug through this year, we're already into mid-June. We're going to be in July before you know it. We're going to have the 4th of July. And then, you know, it's just basically into the dog days of summer until sports come back. But, you know, on this day in 1990, so on this day in Penguins history, the Penguins drafted Yarmir Yager with their first round pick. Hal was the fifth overall pick in the 1990 NHL draft. We all know what happened after that with the back to back Stanley Cups and how much, you know, just how much awesomeness Yarmir Yager brought to the Penguins. They also acquired Joe Mullen from the Calgary Flames for a second round choice in the 1990 NHL draft. And then they also drafted Chris Tamer in the NHL draft. On this day in 2010, the Penguins assistant coach Mike Yeo resigned from the team to accept a head coaching job with the Houston Arrows of the AHL. Then I think he was made the head coach, of course, of the Minnesota Wild. I, I always forget that Mike Yeo was an assistant coach with the Penguins. It's just, it's funny how um, that was just so long ago. I, during the um, the early years of the Crosby Malkin era, you know, that's just one of the things I always forget was that Mike Yeo was an assistant head coach for the Penguins. And I believe he actually started down in Wilkes-Barre, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to have to double check that. Let's see. Other cool Penguin stuff today. Josh Yoey of The Athletic, who, of course, has been a frequent visitor on this podcast. I actually talked to Mike Sullivan today about Matt Murray or Tristan Jari for the Penguins. Um, He really didn't tip his hand. I mean, would you expect Mike Sullivan to do that? He never tips his hand on many things. A couple of the quotes, you know, that he had in the article – uh, Solomon said, I would tell you that we have a ton of confidence in Matt Murray and in Tristan Jari. I know that's not what you guys want to hear, but it's the truth. You know, that's just a typical standard Mike Solomon answer. Yep, we have confidence in both guys. You know, whoever's going to start, we're going to feel comfortable with, you know, whatever happens in camp and um, leading up to the play-in series, you know, we're going to go with the goalie who gives us the best chance to win. You know, that's his mantra. He's always been like that. You know, I don't think it takes a genius to see that, you know, he's maybe not as high as he used to be on Matt Murray. He's not going to have as big of a leash. We all know that. We all know that the goaltending is the Penguins' biggest question mark going into the play-in series. Um, the forwards, of course, are very deep. The defense is really, really good. Uh, now when it's healthy, I mean, except for Jack Johnson. But, um, yeah, the biggest question has always been the goaltending. Um, I did see, actually, Josh was running a poll um, among Penguins fans, you know, who would you start in game one of the playoffs? And Matt Murray is winning that. Looks like there's about 3,000 votes cast, 60.8% uh, in favor of Matt Murray, 39.2% to Tristan Jari. So literally a 60-40 ratio. Um, that's not, I don't think, too, nothing out of the ordinary, I would say. You know, I think there's a lot more Murray fans than some people like to believe. Matt Murray is also more experienced. Uh, I, you all know my um, answer on this. I would go Matt Murray in game one, but with a very, very, much shorter leash. Um, what else from the article here that we can talk about? You know, basically, you know, he talked about th- this season with Matt Murray. He said, you know, we have extremely high expectations for Matt. He has shown the ability to play at his very best when the stakes are at their highest. And I can't think of a better characteristic to have for an athlete. So, you know, just talking up Matt Murray, cause you know, he's been here before, you know, we all know he's won two Stanley cups. He played his ass off during both of those runs. I honestly think he was better in 2017 than he won his in 2016, but 
Um, he was still badass in both of those runs. Um, one more thing from the article until, and then we'll move on. Um, Sullivan also believed that Murray was turning the corner when the NHL shut down on March 12th because of the pandemic. The quote, you know, he said, I really do think so. You could see him playing at a more consistent level in the second half of the season. We really liked the way he was trending. He certainly has shown in my time with him that he's a better goaltender in the second half of the season and into the playoffs. His track record speaks for itself. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really take a genius to see that he really usually lights up during the second half of the season. Um, he always has these little struggles during the early portions, October, November. Then, you know, you find out sometimes, you know, he's been dealing with an injury, takes his time off, then comes back, then he's lights out. You know, you saw it during the 2018-19 season where he really, really struggled during the first half of the season, I thought. And then, you know, he has his injury. Then during the second half of the season from like, I think the date was December 15th, 16th, whenever he came back onward, um, he had a, over a 930 5v5 save percentage. He, he was just lights out the rest of the way. Um, so, you know, he can when he's on his game, th- that's the thing. He just needs to be on his game. There are not many goaltenders in this league who I think are better than him when he is, he is on his A game. You know, when he's on his A game, you know, he's squaring up to shooters. You know, he's big in his net, making the saves that he... he Sometimes, you know, can't make when, you know, he's not on his game. You know, that's the stuff that I look for in Mamory's game. You know, there's not all that, all that glove side talk or whatever. You know, we, I've talked about that so many times. A lot of goalies give up goals to their glove side. Hell, most of their goals given up are to the glove side. It's just a fact. But, you know, if you want to read the rest of the article, just go on theathletic.com, subscribe to it. I'm not going to, you know, just basically rock talk about the whole thing because you know i want you guys to go read it but you know i just found those quotes from mike sullivan really interesting it's one of the few times that sullivan has talked since the nhl has gone on pause but you know we got to get a glimpse into you know maybe what he's planning you know not really i guess you know he really didn't uh say anything but you know like i said that's just typical mike sullivan stuff he really is not going to tip his hand on any of that we also had connor sherry spoke to the media today he talked about some of the COVID testing to uh, uh, potentially playing with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. He said he expect a sm- he expects a smooth transition if that line is reunited. The full quote from Mike DeFabo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I think we can really contribute offensively and also be a responsible line at the same time. I think we can be excited for the fact that that might happen. He also said at the end of the day, um, of, cor- of course, you know, we all want to play as long as everything falls into place and they have the right safety precautions. I don't have any reservations myself. So, you know, I mean, I, I've gone on record before. I think they're going to do Gensel Crosby, Sherry. Um, I, I, they all, I, I know that Jim, I think, prefers Gensel next to Crosby. I, well, we all know how good the underlying numbers are with Gensel and Malkin. I mean, per, I, mean I wouldn't be mad either way, but um, I just I just think they're going to go with Gensel and Crosby and then Zucker with Malkin. You can flip-flop it all you want. I don't really think it's going to make too big of a difference. I know the underlying numbers for Zucker with Crosby and Gensel with Crosby and then vice versa will probably both be really, really good. But I think they just know that how well Gensel plays with Crosby and you can put Sherry in there and he can do his thing. So um, that's not a surprise. And then, you know, Zucker, Malkin, Rust is just going to be... Disgusting. Another interesting thing that Sherry talked about was uh, the, the test for COVID-19. Basically said, you know, it's not the most fun to, fun test to take. I think I've gotten it twice. They pretty much just stick a Q-tip way up your nostril, and it feels like it's in the back of your brain. So, yeah, for anyone that don't does not know how a COVID-19 test work, um, that is basically what happens. Um, yeah, that, that sounds definitely pretty painful. Um, um, I'm actually supposed to go to Aruba for my graduation with my uncle, 
um, as one of my graduation yet. This is not going to be until like September, October. And I think in order to go there, I have to have a COVID test um, at least 72 hours before uh, my flight there. So I think I'm going to have to have a Q-tip up my nostril and like, Sherry described. So yeah, I'm going to have to experience that firsthand. So that's going to be pretty interesting, but yeah, the fact all, I mean, all the players are going to be tested for it rightfully. So, you know, I mean, that's just, yeah, like he said, though, it does, it does not sound like it's going to be a fun test to take with a Q-tip almost up into your, it feels like it's up into your brain. I just, yeah, doing that every day, you know, it, it, it has to be done, but man, that, that that's going to be really, really uncomfortable just to like feel that kind of pain. Um, like for the players, we all know health is a main concern. So like I said, you know, they have to do this, even though the test is going to be uncomfortable for some of the players, but okay. With that out of the way, it's time to talk about built bar. They are protein bars that taste like a candy bar, 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut free flavors. The bars are covered in hundred percent chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Um, they're also, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The favorite flavor still is still the peanut butter brownie, I am just stuttering like a complete moron today. The favorite flavor is still the peanut butter brownie. There we go. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs. Do you think after saying this for a whole month, I would not stutter? Yep, too late. I'm still a complete idiot. But we still have that offer. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so welcome back here for this episode of Locked on Penguins. We did have some former Penguin news today, some pretty big news around the NHL, and that is the lovely Buffalo Sabres franchise. Jason Bottrell, the former assistant general manager of the Penguins and the former general manager of the Buffalo Sabres, was canned today three weeks after Kim Pegula, who co-owns the Sabres with her husband, uh, Terry Pegula, said that he was going to stay with the Sabres for the season. So three weeks, all it took was for them to change their mind. Um, The Sabres... I was watching that press conference today. I don't know if some of you guys were, but I mean, if you guys see a Sabres fan, if you know a Sabres fan, please hug them. I mean, or just, you know, do a fist pump because, you know, we're during a pandemic, you know, an an elbow little thing. But, you know, just just please send them your condolences. I don't know how people stay Sabres fans. I truly don't. When you have Kim Pegula basically saying, oh yeah, we don't think what we're doing right now is a rebuild. It's just like, um, are you not paying it? It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not a rebuild if your team just sucks every freaking year. It's no wonder why Jack Eichel wants out. You know, he's he basically hints at when, you know, he says like, you know, I'm tired of losing. You know, I'm, I want to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And and I think if they keep losing this next season, maybe two more, um, he's, he's going to ask out. You know, I, I honestly think he should ask out right now. They've just been nothing but bad to him. They surround him with so much garbage. They don't even get the Rasmus Ristolainen thing right. They screwed up the Ryan O'Reilly trade so bad. Um, there's so much more that that franchise has just screwed up. You know, the Jeff Skinner situation, he wasn't nearly as good as, this year as he was last year. You know, it's just, it's pretty embarrassing. You know, I love the, some of the Penguins fans that talk about Jason Bottrell are really just funny to me. You know, for so long after he left, Oh my God, guys, he was the brains behind the operation, guys. He won the Penguins' two Stanley Cups. Jim Rutherford didn't do anything. He didn't do any of the work. It was all Jason Bottrell. Jason Bottrell this. Jason Bottrell that. Oh my God, he's like the whisperer in Jim Rutherford's ear. It's just like, I don't know where people come up with these theories, but like, it, it's just not, it's not a thing. I'll say this about Jason Bottrell. I think he's good at what he does. He's a good salary cap person. You know, I was talking with one of my buddies this morning, you know, I think 
that when he was with Jim Rutherford, they were better with a salary cap. I think that's fair to say. You know, you can see with some of the contracts, you know, Jack Johnson, you know, Matt, Matt Hunwick, you know, as opposed to other ones that they signed when Bottrell was here. But to say that, you know, oh yeah, Jason Bottrell was the brains behind the operation. He did everything behind the scenes. Jim Rutherford didn't make any of these acquisitions. He didn't build this team or the team, the Stanley Cup winning teams. It's just like, or, or you know, he's responsible. Or another thing, he's responsible for back-to-back Stanley Cups. It's just like, no, 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 stop with your dumb conspiracy theories. We've been hearing about this ever since he left. And it's just like, oh, uh, stop. It's just, it's just silly to me. Like that, that's the thing. Like the people who just talk about Jason Montreal like that, it's just really, really silly. And I did see from a CK404 response code, he had a great tweet this morning. Um, please follow him on Twitter. If you're not, he's one of my favorite follows from England's Twitter. So this was a tweet from October 20th, 2017. Botcher will have a good, tough experience under his belt in, in, in two years when he's fired by Pigula and hired by the Penguins. So it took maybe one more year, but still, that's just absolutely spectacular. But, um, you know, he just... He does he does this like sixth sense shit, but you know, like he did say though, I will be open to bringing him back in a similar role as before. I don't think that's um, bad to say. You know, bring him back in as, as an assistant, let him do the salary cap thing, let him do what he does best here, and then you know when he's ready, he can go out and actually get a GM job that you know maybe suits him better because no one works in Buffalo, but Buffalo is just such a tire fire. I feel so bad for. You know, whoever has to play there and work there. I feel so bad for their fans, too. I mean, that was once a proud franchise. They would make the playoffs almost every year. They've had so many great players um, throughout their history. You know, I mean, especially during, you know, my time growing up, you know, Prime Thomas Vanek, Jason Pominville, you know, Dominic Hasek was there. You know, that's when Christian Erhoff was pretty good. Hell, Vili Leno, I think, was good for a year, which was pretty funny. You know, Ryan Miller had his best seasons there. That was when Ryan Miller was a franchise goaltender, and then, of course, he fell off a little bit. But still, you know, they've had plenty of great talent over the years, and these last just nine years, it's just been a disaster after disaster after disaster for the Sabres, and I just feel so bad for their fans. Another thing on the Sabres, I loved how Terry Pugula today said, you know, on hiring a president of hockey operations, I don't believe in that philosophy. So, okay, I guess you're just okay with the status quo. You're not going to try something new. Okay, Terry, you know, when your team sucks ass next year, most likely, and you don't build your team around Jack Eichel like you really should be doing. I mean, you have Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhardt and um, Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, that's I mean, that, that's basically it. You know, you really don't have much else around um, those players, you know, when your team just stink, stinks again, you know, don't be uh, don't be looking at the coach. You know, maybe you should take a long look in the mirror and see that what you're doing in Buffalo is uh, pretty bad, especially after firing a GM after two to three seasons because um, you guys just don't get it. But okay, I think I'm all Sabres out. What was that other news that we had today? Oh, yeah. So it looks like the Nassau Coliseum is shutting down. Um, apparently, as it's looking for investors to take over. And apparently, this was from... Um, Newsday.com, their Islanders deal from 2018 is still in existence. So apparently they're going to have all their home games next year moved to Brooklyn if um, this does not change. So, yep, round of applause. There we go. There we go. Um, everyone knows my thoughts on the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. That place is a dump. It is not suited for NHL games. I hate that arena. I am very much glad they're moving back to Barclays just because, you know, I just, I love seeing the Islanders and their fans suffer. You know, I'm just, I'm such a sucker for it. So, you know, seeing them play in Barclays with that giant truck right up there, not a lot of fans come to that arena anyway. So, you know, I just love it. But, you know, they are going to be moving to Belmont in a few years anyway when their arena 
um, is eventually finished. But, you know, still love to see it. Love seeing Islanders fans get mad about that, that they won't be playing in their dumping of arena. It's just not suitable for NHL games. There's not enough, you know, stands to fill like an actual home crowd in there. And it's just like, it's just way too close and everything. Everything's way too close together. That arena, that arena just sucks. But okay, you know, I've been I've been ranting about the Islanders now and the Sabres for this whole segment, you know, and I really need to stop. So um, now is a good time uh, to send this message to the whole um, Locked On Podcast Network to all of you guys. Um, the Locked On Podcast Network, we stand all stand against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in this month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an initial $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. That's LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. But also, with that said, it is time to talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselves. Why spend up twice as much for the same parts? Also, you know, you can go to rockauto.com right now. You can see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, so to finish off this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast, I guess we'll just go around the horn. Apparently a Twitter, um, a Twitter, good Lord, a photo has made it onto Twitter. Apparently Evgeny Malkin has posted on his Instagram matching outfits with Sidney Crosby. Well, except Sidney Crosby is wearing flip-flops and Evgeny Malkin is wearing um, sneakers, but still matching shirts and matching shorts. Um, I even tweeted during that, you know, I am most likely going to sob when these two retire. You know, growing up watching these two play, it's just... It's absolutely remarkable what they've done for this city and just how good they are. And it's just, it's going to be really, really weird when they retire. You know, I'm not ready to, to uh, talk about that yet. That's still about five to six years down the line. Hopefully, I still have this podcast at that point so we can um, talk about that when it comes to it. But, you know, that's still so far. Um, I wanted to bring up just one last thing before we call it a episode here. I was talking with my buddy the other day, um, Jeff. You know, he's, of course, he's been on this podcast a couple of times. You know, just like how much this fourth cup would mean, you know, to this city and to, to the, the fans and to the players, you know, I'm probably going to do an article on this um, after exchanging some ideas with him. Um, it just, it would mean so much, you know, to some of the players, you know, I'll tease a little bit of it, um, you know, just, you know, to Evgeny Malkin first off, you know, what a fourth Stanley Cup means, most cups of all time for a Russian born player, you know, cements him as one of, I think one of the top 20 to 30 best players of all time. It's like, I can't believe that he's was still can't believe that he was not in the top 100 players of all time. In the NHL is such a sham for doing that to him. Um, Chris Letang, you know, that kind of debunks the, oh my God, you know, he was, he's always hurt. You know, he's, he's not as good as people think he is, you know, having four Stanley cups and being um, the best defenseman in franchise history. Um, yeah, I, I would say he's, I would say that cements his legacy there. Mike Sullivan, um, to get his third Stanley cup, um, in five years as the Penguins coach, you know, that cements him as the best, uh, coach in Penguins history. I know everyone loves Badger Bob. I love Badger Bob. I think he was incredible. I wish I was alive 
to see that cup cup run with him and to see how much they loved him. I mean, of course, I've watched the videos and I saw how much they adored and respected Badger Bob. But I think that would cement Mike Sullivan as the best coach in Penguins um, history. One of the best, also one of the best uh, U.S. born American coaches ever as well. You know, I mean, one more, I guess, you know, what this means for Sidney Crosby, you know, that he gets that fourth Stanley Cup. You know, he just continues to cement his status as the top five player of all time. I think he's already there, you know, with Lemieux, Gretzky, Orrin Howe. I think after those four, it's 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 Crosby. Um, I know you can make arguments for other players, but in my opinion, I think Sidney Crosby's right up there at the number five spot. And I, and I think that will just uh, further cement his legacy. You know, you have other lower tier players, you know, Justin Schultz. You know, if he plays well, you know, this this is his big chance to cash out. You know, it really is not looking well right now that he's going to cash out and make more money than he signed just a few years ago where he signed a little short-term contract with the Penguins just because of how injured he's been the last couple seasons. But, you know, if he balls out, he plays the best hockey he's played since that ankle injury, there will be teams lining up to pay him and pay him a lot of money. So this was just a nice little tease um, for this article that I think I'm going to work on. It's going to dive um way, way, way deeper into a lot more players, but I figured I would do a little bit of, uh, just a little bit of teasing for you guys into um, potentially what it's going to look like and just how much um, a fourth Stanley Cup in the Crosby Malkin era would mean to um, some of these players. So I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, we should be back tomorrow with an episode, if not tomorrow, Thursday. Definitely we'll have one on Friday. So tomorrow or Thursday, um, I'll have my second one. And then of course, Friday. So like I said, I really do appreciate you guys listening to all these episodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Also, shout out to the Locked On NHL um, show. That The show that they had this week was absolutely outstanding. The roundtable, the discussion they had was just listening to it today. Um, just outstanding. I cannot recommend that enough. So that's the Locked On NHL national show. Please check it out. Um, Sarah does an incredible job with it. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you all later this week.